Everybody ready? Ready. All right. Hello and welcome to the Professor and Barney podcast for another week featuring Tom and Nick. I've added that on. Yes, I like it. Carmel Barney. Thank you. No worries. Barney. No last names. Don't give them last names. No, no. Well, I don't know their last names. Thanks for reading our emails that we consistently sent in. Yes, as well. HR also sent me one. <laughs> uh, Tommy was crying apparently, uh, but that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna add your names in now. Let's start with you, Barney. How are you? How's your week been, mate? My week has been excellent. Uh, just trying to stay busy. Uh, trying to stay. You know the thing I've learned. Uh, yes, I, talk- I wanted. Everybody's gonna say one thing they've learned in isolation this week. Well, the thing I've learned is how important it is to make sure you're getting exercise. I'm trying to stay as active as I can. Um, doesn't matter what I'm doing. Like, even if I'm just sort of sitting in the office, I like to try and just see if I can get some exercise, you know, do what I can. <laughs> to, uh, look where I am now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Well, explain to the people that aren't watching what you're doing, because this is obviously both a podcast and a vodcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm just in the background of my own vision. Just, I mean, just getting after it. Doing some. Mm. I'm doing lunges now. Um, Mm. So what he's done is he's green screened himself behind himself, so he's exercising. How Mm. long did that take you, Barney? Surprisingly (laughs) little time. I was getting the shit though, because it took a few takes on the exercise. Because I get, kept forgetting mate. what I was up to. Uh, I think I'm doing some sit-ups here. You are. Oh, Can I tell you one thing that you forget? You forget that? that you've got two children to look after and yeah. you wasted way too much time doing this and not mate. enough time being a dad. Mate, <laughs> they, you know what? If I don't exercise, if I don't keep fit, then how, who knows how long they'll have it. Look at that. Doing some curls. Yeah, obviously you got your wife's weights there. That's great. Mate, they are four zero kilos. For those uh, list- sorry, two kilo each. That's yeah. four kilos all up. I'm using there. Might For those listening at home, uh, Barney's currently just curling one out behind us. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, uh, Nick, how are you? Very good, thank you. One thing I've learned this week, Professor and Barney and uh, Tommy, is that the Crusaders rugby players, um, they, they just love training. And uh, really? they don't care if it's a lockdown. And um, they actually got caught two days ago um, oh. training in the park. And uh, they've been reprimanded for it. And uh, Prime Minister's come out and slammed their actions. Other teams and other, uh, you know, other franchises have said, you know, this is an outrage. Like the Warriors said, you know, you'd never see us out there training. Like, well, even, if, even so, with Corona, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so they're they're, they're flouting uh, lockdown rules at the moment so one thing i've learned is that you know you can you can put rules upon players but they'll they, they still don't think it, it applies to them but uh, i was a highlight for the sports news guy because it was the only thing in his bulletin hey. for the last two weeks <laughs> going, in sports wow. news now something's happened and he spent four minutes on it <laughs> Oh, uh, would have been pumped. Uh, Tommy, uh, I have learnt that in lockdown, uh, I'm a sports nut. Obviously, I literally gravitate towards any sport that's still going. I spent the whole of Saturday like a full-blown degenerate uh, gambling on the horses, right? Um, which was amazing. I outlaid a hundred bucks, made two grand. 
uh, and then I smashed my laptop. So I, uh, I yes, explain to us uh, how you smashed your brand new laptop. Okay, mate. As everybody knows, no, I'm a man of the mate. people. Um, mm. I'm a man of the people. Uh, I, I give and take uh, trickle down sort of economy. Um, I, I felt like I needed to keep my, uh, tra- my trainer and my mate in, uh, in business in this tough time. Your personal he's trainer. Do- yeah. He's doing zoom. Uh, can't you tell? I look great. Um, he's doing zoom sessions and I took my laptop into, into the, into the, like where I had some weights set up and I, it fell off the back of a into chair where and I had no, I like fell off the back of the up. treadmill. So, Tommy, so yeah, do you have a gym in your house? No, it's like in the garage. It's like up. I moved them up. I moved it up oh, into the oh. garage. Yeah, which, which there's actually garage? a sign. There's a sign that says Tommy Time Fitness. All right, Tommy. Good, great. You've got a yeah. you've got a fitness first in your garage. You've got your own personal trainer. How are the abs? Are you flattening the curve? Oh, mate, the curve <laughs> is flattening. Uh, oh, and the only curve that isn't flanning is my buys and tries. They're going fucking bananas. <laughs> oh, pandemic. Oh, oh man. mate, I've been dipping for days. We better How's... tell the ICU. Oh, God. My <laughs> forearms are, are wearing a mask. They just don't want to get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How are the quads, mate? Uh, mate, the mm. quads are good. That's a natural born mm. talent. That's a gift. That's a yeah. gift from the yeah. heavens. That is yeah. the quadzillas. Yeah, yeah. the quadzillas. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and what I've learned, thanks guys for asking. Yeah, yeah. What have you um, learned? That's no, obviously, yeah. I've learned that um, <laughs> you cannot explain daylight savings to a two and a half year old. It yeah. doesn't matter <laughs> how hard you try. No um, matter how many box and whisker plots you draw. Or, that's or right. Bar graphs. That's right. You cannot <laughs> explain. No, stay in bed for an extra hour. So we have for since Sunday, we've been having the 5 a.m. wake up. And, and he is relentless at 5am this morning. I said, Tommy, uh, I said, Henry, not Tommy. Um, <laughs> although Tommy, sometimes I think of you as my yeah. son. You know? it's, it's lovely. Um, yeah. I said, Henry, um, you know, another hour please because of daylight saving. And he said to me, dad, time is just a construct. And how do I argue with that? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, relative no, anyway, dad. Seriously. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> no rest anyway, for the wicked. No, that's yeah. right. So that's good. We've all learned something. Now, um, Tommy, as per our regular schedule, could you do us a favor and read out a five-star review? We ask people every week to get on and give us reviews. People tend to abuse us if you haven't played yeah. this game before. Uh, get on, give us a five-star review. Tell us what you think of the show. Tommy, you've got an absolute belter there. I've got a belter, but but before I uh, before I get onto it, I just want to apologise to the to the person last week who wrote in the five five star review that I read out. Uh, I realised short after after you realised, did you, Tommy? No, no, no. Barney uh, Barney shed some light on it. The the guy's name, I think I called him Sun, um, <laughs> and you know what? That turned out to be the day of the week. Yes. Uh, so, sun, as in so, Sunday. So when he put the re- the review in, I love how I said soon as well, just to really yeah. cover yeah, my bases. Well, I think we're I think when we found that out, Tommy, was when you said his hyphenated but double barreled name was Sun nine oh seven pm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's when it really uh, came so into moving on to th- moving on to this five star review, but uh, this is a really weird name too, Thu. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this is from Simon BB143. Um, the sports podcast has improved since COVID-19 killed sports and stopped the Kiwi jockey from bringing all the All Blacks into every conversation. Love the podcast now more now more than ever. Five Very, stars. You know, you know what's funny about that? Is yeah. Nick started today by talking about, Stop, about, about the All Blacks. <laughs> <laughs> the Crusaders. Oh, the Crusaders. Oh, which have their, their share of All Blacks in them. Yeah, it was actually Richie Mwanga, who was uh, fantastic. A first five eight for the All Blacks. Um, I don't know if you guys have some time for me to shed some light on his career and how he's... <laughs> Started out. Sorry, I've got you're, you're a breaking lot up, on. mate. You're breaking oh, up. Sorry, I've mate. got a lot yeah, on. Um, if I had the time, but at <laughs> yeah. the moment, I'm just flat out, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah who's got time it's... in this day and age? No. <laughs> all my folks, I don't want my folks to have to clean up a crime scene up here. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, as I said before, this is also a vodcast now. Um, we are mm. available on KO and also on our Facebook, which is at mm, Narrow yeah. World of Sports. So, so we all got a shot of vodka? Mm-hmm. Um, no, I've got some water. <laughs> oh, I thought that's what a contigo. vodcast was. Yeah. <laughs> and that's oh, I it. got the wrong idea. <laughs> yeah. um, no, certainly, Tommy, vodcast just means video. Oh, I'm jacked. So yeah. it's good. Oh, you've <laughs> been hitting it hard this morning. Um, so, yes, get on, have a look. You can see our wonderful faces as we deliver our B-grade jokes. It's, uh, you can see it's, me do a, do a fairly good workout too. Yes, quietly. you can. Yeah, you can see right. the five hours that Barney spent last night editing <laughs> in about 15 seconds. Um, if you look closely when I do the star jumps, there's a hint of undergut. Oh, wonderful. So, yeah. man, little Easter egg for the, uh, the KO people. <laughs> and a hint of undercarriage. And around Easter. Yeah. Very good, mate. Good teamwork. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get straight into the topic. Tommy, in the light of what? What have we got? So in the light of, uh, <laughs> of Tom Brady uh, leaving the, the fortress that is the New England Patriots, uh, leaving Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick behind, uh, he has moved to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, although I love James's attempt in our rundown to uh, to know NFL, and he wrote the Tennessee Titans, which is awesome. I swear, Barney, you told me the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> I, I didn't even know there was a team you. called the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> <laughs> How would I have come up with? It's actually not a bad point. His argument's not bad, there, Barney. Um, there's a guy. Is it your team that's the Tennessee Titans, Tommy? Who's who's? There's someone in the office who follows. No, I like the Atlanta, on the Atlanta Falcons. Ori- originally, James actually wrote "Remember the Titans." So <laughs> <laughs> I was just yeah, going to press play on the film in the light of <laughs> Denzel. Um, but yeah, so in the in the light of uh, uh, Tom Brady leaving the team that that drafted him really low, gave him a chance. No one gave him a shot. He was scrawny, skinny, sort of a very underwhelming sort of quarterback prospect. Turned out to I I, I hate the bloke, but it turned out the uh, turned out that he's the greatest player of all time. Mm. Uh, and he has left after winning six Super Bowls at the Patriots, and he's gone to Tampa Bay. So, so <laughs> in the light of that, what is our topic? Where are we going here, Tommy? Well, he's going. He's leaving. He, it's some would say it's a swan song. He's uh, he's he's of of an of an older vintage. Um, so forty two, Tommy. Forty two, I believe. Mm. Um, he's like a he's like a good 
is like a good Burgundy. Uh, so <laughs> uh, Chateau Neuf to Tom Brady. Um, but he is, he is, uh, it could go either way for him. It could, it could be, it could be the swan song that everybody thinks he deserves except me. Um, or it could be, it could be a crash and burn because let's be honest, he's going to a, a, a shit heap of a team. Right. Really so sucks. what we're saying in, so to sum up that very long winded explanation, we're basically essentially, doing, essentially one season too long and we're questioning Will Tom Brady go what that one season too long or will he go out on top? Right. So, um, sounded better, but that's all right. <laughs> I mean, you, <laughs> you could have summed longer, it up in Tommy. eight mm. words, Tommy, but you way to dance around it. All oh, right. That's all right mate. <laughs> so let's start with those that got out on top athletes, sports stars, even coaches, yeah. whatever you got boys, those that found the exact right moment to stop Barney lead us off. Okay. Uh, in the light of Tom Brady, let's talk about one of, uh, one of his cohort, uh, one of his teammates, one of his go-to guys, Rob Gronkowski, known as Gronk. Uh, nine seasons, uh, he played for the New England Patriots, 2010 to 2018. Well, technically into 2019. Uh, Super Bowl 53 was his last game. Uh, he had a corker of a game. Uh, and uh, we know who was at the halftime. Um, yes, good question, Nick. You got halftime entertainment there. That may have been Gaga. Am I right, Tommy? Yeah, that is literally <laughs> like the biggest nightmare of my life this day. So I'm glad you bring it. Ah, yes. Oh, I see. Is this, the, is this the day? No, no, no. This isn't the Falcons. <laughs> this isn't the Falcons. Falcons was the. Uh, Oh, Lady no, Gaga this... was performing at the Falcons one. Sorry. Um, so, so who was the Rams? Might have been Bruno Mars. No, it was, was... his name. Um, Leo Sayer. His shirt off way to... Uh, Ricky oh, Martin. The, no, Adam Levine. Yeah, yeah Maroon 5. Maroon oh, 5. right. So quite the come down from Gaga. Um, <laughs> but uh, so it was... Uh, with that win um, that Gronk was instrumental in, he got his third Super Bowl ring um, over his uh, career. Three Super Bowl rings, five Pro Bowl selections. He was named in the NFL's 100th anniversary all-time team. Uh, he's a tight end. He's six foot six, 122 kilos. When you're six foot six, 122 kilos, you've done everything in the NFL that you could hope to do. Um, what do you do? What, what, do you, what are you thinking you're going to do with yourself? Because 29, that's young to retire in normal things. I mean, he's done everything. He retired he Gron- at 29. He retired at 29. Uh, very mm. physical position he's in. And he was quite um, open about the, the toll that playing tight end sort of takes on your body. Um, even at six foot six and 122 kilos. Turns out there's a lot of blokes that are really big uh, in the NFL. And they will hurt you when they hit you. Right. Um, so I wonder if at the end of this um, isolation, whether Tommy or the work with the personal trainer, he'll have a tight end. When I think tight as tight as. Well, that's the that's the eight week goal anyway. Tight yeah, end, yeah. flatten the curve, <laughs> tighten the end. That's hey, we should make shirts. <laughs> anyway, so Gronk um, retires. Retires at 29. Well, everyone's like, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? He's already a businessman. Um, I believe it was 2012 or 2013 that he had his own breakfast cereal called Gronk Flakes. Nice. Um, <laughs> can I just say, straight out of the bat, <laughs> I don't think I'd, I'd buy that. Gronk Flakes? Yeah, um, Gronk Flakes. 
Like, is there a better way that to make that? Is there Gronk brand or something like that? Is it because or... Gronk Flake sounds like dandruff? Yes. Yeah. It does. It sounds like what you would call like your mate who's got dandruff. Yeah. yeah. Here comes Gronk Flakes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. Why is he wearing a dark top again? Oh. Yeah. The thing is, I don't think I don't think in America, I don't think it's appreciated that in the southern hemisphere it's considered as a bit of a like a slanderous yeah. word, calling someone a gronk. Oh, they right. don't know that up there. No, well, no. Otherwise, you wouldn't have called it gronk. <laughs> well, he's he's <laughs> like eating of... like dickhead puffs. Like you know, <laughs> it's, it doesn't really work. Yeah. The thing is, he's one of five brothers, four of whom made the NFL. One played professional baseball. Um, so, and they're all massive dudes. So maybe it was a thing until those five came along, and all of a sudden. Like making Gronk an insult is is a reasonably dangerous thing when you're dealing with big dummies uh, like those blokes. He's uh, he wrote a book though. I, w- I will say that he co-wrote a bestseller called "It's Good to Be Gronk," um, which may have turned people around on the term Gronk. Um, but he even had a a a, a Mills and Burns style book written about him, uh, fan wow. fiction, erotic fan fiction called "A Gronking to Remember." Oh my goodness me. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. The man Thank has you. done, and this is all before he retires. So he's done everything. So what do you do when you've done everything? What mm. do you do? You join the WWE. Over the weekend, April 4 and 5, he hosted uh, WrestleMania 36. And, um, well, there's... At his house. <laughs> yeah, no. So WrestleMania <laughs> is still going on. They're oh, really? doing it without crowds, which is bizarre for professionals. Wow. Because... All the hype is playing to the crowds and getting everything hyped up. But um, the interesting thing is he actually, as host, won a belt. Uh, he won the 24-7 championship belt. So I don't know how much you guys know about uh, WWE, but there's this 24-7 championship belt that can be defended anytime as yeah. long as there is... Pardon me. As long as there is a WWE referee present, and it can be won by anyone, it doesn't matter who they who they work for, what they do, uh, you know, whether they're a wrestler, whether they're a host, whether they're whatever. But as wow. long as you've got a WWE referee um, present, uh, present, you can challenge whoever holds the belt, and by challenge I mean just attack them randomly. Oh and, wow! Uh, like a and car park them, or. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I love this idea. And Gronk won it over the weekend. Um, I've got the clip here. Uh, Mojo Rawley's won the belt but forgot to leave the building, which is dangerous because I don't know if you know, there's so many referees about. And so basically what we're about to see is all the wrestlers uh, have converged on him trying to win the 24-7 championship belt and then this happens. All the wrestlers are wait, wait, wait. fighting down the bottom and trying to get to Mojo Rowley. Rob Gronkowski on the first. Oh, look at that. Down, flattens all of them. Oh, my God. Jumps on Mojo Rowley, his best friend. Wrestling with no sound from yeah. the crowd too. That yeah. is, it's almost disturbing. Well, I, what I find the most interesting part about it is that um, before, 
when they do their fights and stuff like that, sometimes when they go to their own corners or they go, they bounce off the ropes, you can see them look over at the script and read their lines and see what the next move is. And then (laughs) Well, they don't have the crowd cutaways anymore. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You can actually hear them go, line? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah more aggression and more mexican (laughs) so that's kind of the last well it's a a faux sport but the last sort of sport that's still going is that i mean there's not many yeah it must be the last thing that's still going i'd imagine they did pretty well with the because if you're a wrestling fan and you're Mm. stuck at home uh tell me you didn't you'd you'd pay the you'd pay the pay-per-view for that wouldn't you Soccer in Belarus is still going. Yeah, Uh, he he actually thinks the president or prime minister of Belarus believes that actually the continuation of the professional soccer league over there or football league is actually gonna is gonna be what a lot of people go to 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 sort of recover and and survive this this virus. So he thought it was he thought it was okay. He actually I can't remember the exact quote. But he was talking about the sacrificing of the well-being of the players for the greater good of the country, and I was like, "Oh yeah. my god!" I'm Tommy only see. knows that. Tommy only knows that because he had it as part of his multi on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always said that the way to beat this virus is by everyone getting together. Um, <laughs> come together as a world. That's the only way that we're yeah. going to get through this, guys. Okay, I'll go next. Those who got out on top, I'm going to talk about Brendan McCullum. Do you guys oh, all know Brendan McCullum? Of course. McCullum. He, sorry, hold on a second. Yeah, yes. carry on. <laughs> For those of you not, Nick is stand, he's standing with his hand on his heart. Yeah. yeah. Um, Except it's, it's on the other side, isn't it? Well, in New Zealand. Kiwis have no, in New Zealand. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like the toilet. So it's on the other side. Um, anyway, Brendan, Brendan Barry McCullum. Middle name Barry yes. Spell. I am. And Brendan we call him Baz. Baz. Um, arguably New Zealand's greatest ever cricketer. Nick, do you agree or not? Yeah, what I liked about him is he changed the face of Test cricket. Like he made it uh, attacking. He would rather win or lose in three days. Yes. Mm. Well, he did a lot of losing. We know that. Yeah. Um, only, only 15 years after Steve Waugh did the same thing and changed the face of Test cricket. There. Yeah. Nick. So, <laughs> yeah, no, but you have to. We didn't have a lot of these this news situation going on. So, I mean, one <laughs> would ask how many one would ask how many faces Test cricket had. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> how many changes? Yeah. I, I would have said Adam Gilchrist. <coughs> well, uh, yeah, he certainly changed the role of the wicketkeeper. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. let's get back to it. Captain New Zealand in all three Sorry, of the game. We got dangerously co- close to a sports podcast then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Captain of all three forms of the game for New Zealand. Yeah. Only New Zealander to score a triple hundred. He scored it against uh, yeah. India, I believe. Um, and the Basin Reserve. Yes, correct. We Australians have got eight blokes. Well, it's happened eight times for us. I know when I'm, I'm not doing it to say how much better we are, but Michael Clark, well, David at- Warner, Matt Hayden, Mark Taylor, Bob Cowper, Bob Simpson and the Don did it twice. They also mm. did it on full-size grounds. Too. Yeah, and against mm. decent reserves. 
basically. Like, I mean, you guys, Bob, yeah, like Bob you guys Cowper did it, and and we have no idea who Bob Cowper that's is. Right. Like that's how sort of irrelevant it yeah. is in our yeah. <laughs> but you don't <laughs> you, whatever. But, you, but no one has done it at the Basin Reserve, which I don't know if you know this, but it's in the middle of a roundabout, and it's like yeah. there's traffic around it. It's a very stressful time. Imagine <laughs> trying to get your triple century at, at, at rush hour. Yeah, but it's a no, flat deck. It's a flat deck. It's going. It's a no, flat deck. Knowing it's six and out too, if you hit it on the right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, McCullum can hold a record against a minnow. One of the greats has uh, the fastest World Cup fifty versus Canada in two thousand seven in just oh, twenty balls. Wow! Just a reminder: most yeah. of the Canadian the team, team were on ice skates. They showed up yeah. in mm. full hockey gear. Yeah, uh, two thousand eight Mc- syrup. Yeah, <laughs> two thousand eight McCullum yeah, shared a two hundred and seventy four run opening partnership with James Marshall, which is a record for New Zealand. And that was against Ireland. So another big team. Um, and then 2015. And we all remember James Marshall. Wow. Yeah. It wasn't team. even, it wasn't even a country of Ireland. It was just an, uh, it was an <laughs> island. <laughs> um, and then in 2015 broke his own world cup fastest 50 did it in 18 balls versus England, another minnow. He's just very good yeah. at yeah. holding records against minnows. Now, he, he announced his retirement from cricket, from test cricket is what I'm talking about. And on mm. the 20th of February, 2016, he played his final test against Australia in Christchurch, which was his adopted city. Um, it was quite amazing. Mm-hmm. In day two, he hit his 102nd career six in test match cricket, which went past... Adam Gilchrist is the most prolific six hitter in test cricket. Um, so broke that record. Mm-hmm. You got to remember this is in his last test yeah. ever. Then he also went on to score a century in 54 balls, which was the fastest ever test match century beating Viv Richards and Mizbuk, Mizbah Al-Huq's centuries um, by two balls. So pretty Who amazing. was this against? Sorry? I don't remember. Who was that against? Doesn't matter. That was against Australia. Um, uh, another minnow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know the result of the test match? Australia, won, Australia okay. won by seven <laughs> wickets. <laughs> we pumped him. Joe Burton is a got classic man of the match. Yeah, you guys probably scored a thousand on the first day. We did. Burns made a century. Clark made a couple of centuries, I think. Um, but you know what? Good on him. He also took four catches as, as a fielder. But what a way to go out. You know, that's your last mm. test match. He still holds the record for the fastest test century um, mm-hmm. and did the right thing. Hasn't gone back. Obviously, continued playing T20 and ODIs for a bit, but just an amazing way for him to go out. Um, fun fact about Brendan McCullum, played 101 test matches, played Australia 16 times. Uh, mm-hmm. How many times do you think they drew? 16. Uh... Two times. Oh, they can't. Fifteen. Fifteen. Two, times. two draws and and one win. He only beat us once. Um, <laughs> we, Australia beat him twice by an innings. <laughs> uh, I thought um, it was going to be the other way, Nick. Sorry. No. He, he <laughs> no. in the only win that he got uh, in on the 9th of December 2011, he scored sixteen and twelve. <laughs> so those good numbers. Not but what great. A, what, but what did get? Votos. Well, Votos, he probably he, he <laughs> probably sucks, Wockets. Um, it, it was interesting. <laughs> that, um, 
It was a green top, <laughs> green top dick. And um, Bottas came out. He was spot on the ball. The funny thing. No, it's crazy. It's, those, those figures are amazing, especially when New Zealand is higher than Australia in the test ranking. Oh, I know. God, that shits me. Hey, um, you know well, what? Not anymore. While we're, while we're is doing it the handicap race or something like that? No, they got back What's on top because they beat India. Oh, we, beat, no. we beat India in a clean sweep. Another minnow. <laughs> Can be a minnow. <laughs> so while we're sharing, I thought um, for people listening, I'm about to play. This is just a just the moment that McCullum brought up his fastest 100. Hold him! Got him turned ball! Oh, sorry, Nick. Oh, what's happened there? I've played the wrong one. Oh. Is that the World Cup final? Oh, yeah. It's the World Cup final when he got out oh. fourth ball, clean uh. ball. Oh, that's oh, Star, Starkey. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Oh, that is... Sorry, Nick. Sorry, yeah, Nick played the, the wrong um, one. That's pretty much all that comes sucks. up when you yeah. Google Brendan yeah. McCullum, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Can I just um, say that... Um, yeah, that was that even us as a nation we were going, just block out the first over, mate. Just, <laughs> just like you've got us to the final, but just come on, let's just yeah, we, yeah let's just then, let's just see off Mitchell Stark who was swinging it around the, all over the place. Yeah. And then you guys did this weird thing where you managed to position the um the floodlights across the pitch and like shadows for like half an hour. I don't remember that. All I remember is Brendan McCullum opening the gate like he was letting out a flock of sheep. Yeah. (laughs) But the first three balls only missed the off stump by two millimetres. (laughs) So it's not as if he didn't have any warning shots. Starkey was a neighbour of mine who has been doing a lot of exercise. So Australia can sit tight. I've been seeing him going up and down the running track here and he's looking bloody fit. You're still hiding from him every time you see him? I am. Because you know I stole that Australian jumper. You know, I've got an authentic yes. Australian training jersey that I stole. I borrowed from work. <laughs> Sorry. And I was on the balcony the other day, sort of doing some exercise. And, and in that jumper, and Mitchell Stark and uh, Alyssa Healy ran past our house. And I, like, dived in the house because it was very embarrassing. And they were like, didn't realise Nathan Lyon moved into town. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> his beard's going well. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Gary. Nice one, Gary. They call it out. Nice one, yeah. Gary. Nice areas, Gary. <laughs> nice uh, areas. Sorry. Anyway, I think we've is... skipped the big. We've skipped the big. Why were you outside on the balcony exercising in an authentic um, Australian cricket jumper? Well, more I, to the point. I wore the Australian cricket jumper for about four weeks solid, as you pointed out, Barney. Every time you yeah. saw me, I was wearing it because I had a dream of playing cricket for Australia, and that was the closest I've come. Um, and I was doing some freeletics exercise on the balcony, oh, which nice. Nick, you introduced oh. me to. I was doing yes, um, yes, yes. some burpees. Always good to do it in a... Um... Are they a sponsor, are they? We give them free plugs now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah. that's how they caught me. Here we go. This is actually it, Nick. Oh, okay. Look at so this. he's walking out to the pitch, taking his helmet off. This is his last innings. Whole crowd yeah. standing. Shakes Smothy's hand. Yeah. Here we go. Beautiful, lofted, off-drive. Here we go. Cuts it away down the pitch. There it is, off 54 balls. Where is this? Because it looks small. It's in Christchurch. It's a Seddon Park, one of the great, uh, great game, uh, great venues of uh, of New Zealand cricket. 54. Oh, I have balls, to say that is that is insane. 
But, like yeah. 54 boys, t- 54 ball test century is insane. Mate, it's yeah. the tiny ground. Did you see the guard of honor? It went from all the way from the boundary <laughs> to the pitch, and they were they were a couple of guys couldn't fit in it. But let's <laughs> let's just Mate. like okay, I'm having a bit of a laugh. But that's pretty pretty good for your last test century. The only person that was probably just as good was Jason Gillespie, who yeah. got his 201. Against a powerhouse, the Bangladeshis. Exactly. Oh, now there's nothing a guy who know, didn't... nothing we know about them. No. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, that's the great Brendan McCullum. Who have we got next there, uh, Tommy? Okay, guys. Uh, I am going taking it back to the old school, um, and I am looking at the famous golfer Bobby Jones or Robert Tyre Jones Jr. His middle name is Tyre. Unfortunately. T Y R E. Yeah, or is it Tyree? Tyra? It might uh, be Sun, S U N. Yeah, uh, it could be an acronym. Who knows? Um, he was an American amateur golfer, actually, believe it or not. He wasn't actually even a professional golfer um, in, in the th- like sort of, he played from uh, 1923 to 1930. So he only had a seven year, seven year career. He was also uh, a lawyer. He was a, a lawyer as his main. Uh, line of work, but he was an incredible golfer. Just a lawyer who plays golf. <laughs> I know, I know. And he was considered to—he was considered to have the most beautiful swing. I obviously can't find vision of his. Swing. Is it better uh, than Freddie Couples? Because it, I mean, that's sublime. It is a beautiful. Uh, Freddie does have a beautiful swing, but they, he was said to—he said to like no one had ever. They were they people of there's journals written in the past saying. They've never seen someone swing a like like this connection this guy had was so so pure. It was um, one of history's great swingers. One of the great <laughs> swingers. Um, he also was. He's the only person, ever, and the reason why his his final year and he went out on top, and the reason why he was so um, so uh, remembered so fondly. He's the only golfer to ever win the Grand Slam. Which is oh, wow, holding good. all four uh, majors uh, in the one in the one year at the same time, and he won and, it, and he won and t- and he won the tennis grand slam. <laughs> so he won, yeah, he won Wimbledon. So. Yeah, he golf and never do it. Uh, <laughs> the golf club. He was returning yeah. serves to the five iron. But obviously, he he was playing. What was weird t- was when he went to volley, he changed to a putter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was controversial <laughs> at the time, but you know. And he had a guy standing behind him reading every shot, which is weird. <laughs> um, but he he in, in, back in in the thir- in nineteen thirty when he went the year he retired, but the year he he held all all four of them, uh, the Grand Slam. It wasn't the Masters wasn't included. Um, because he was the man after retirement that created the Masters. So no the, mas- the Masters didn't exist when he was there. But the fourth grand, the fourth major was the Amateur Championship. And actually, all the professionals played in the Amateur Championship. And allowed, it allowed to see who was actually the best of the best. And he won, he won five of those. He won three, US, uh, three, uh, three Open Champions, so three British Opens. Um, to uh, four U.S. Opens and the the fourth one, the U.S. Amateur. In uh, he does two amateur tournaments. He's won four of those as well. So, I mean, the guy is like he was never a professional golfer. He never wanted to play professional golf. He said the money wasn't good enough. 
Well, you um, don't get a handicap then either. So this is the thing Tommy's <laughs> neglected. He, he played off 22. <laughs> uh, he, won it, he won it you all on Stableford. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he was playing skins. Um, <laughs> but, four yeah. ball best ball. That's all it was, guys. Four ball best ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, but yeah, in 1930, he, he finished on top and he, he said he was actually pretty sad because he, he had to retire because uh, of, of failing health at a pretty young age. He ended up dying at the age of, uh, at the age of like 60. So he died, he died, pretty, he died pretty young. How, um, how old was he when he retired? Uh, he was 28. He retired yeah, at the wow. age of 28. Jeez. And he, health's got to be pretty bad to not play golf anymore. No, yeah. that's what he said. It was so bad that he could. And, and the only time he ever played golf after that day, he played one more round at his home course in Atlanta at East Lake Golf Club. And yeah. the other round, he came out in 1943 when he was really crook. He was yeah. really crook at that point. And well, then he came out and played like one round at a because he created Augusta. So he oh, built, oh, wow. he designed and built Augusta and created the Masters Championship with a few others. I think, and, you'll, find, I think you'll find he also played another round at 46, but it was mini golf. The saddest thing as well, because he retired and he couldn't play golf, he actually um, reluctantly had to take up CrossFit um, just to, um, <laughs> just <laughs> just to see out those days, yeah. just yeah. to you know, get a, keep a bit of movement going. And... He was doing F, F1945. Uh, <laughs> 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 he was, he was before his time, let me tell you. Um, but I, I, I truly think that he, he also created the first steel shaft golf clubs. He sold the pa- uh, the patent to uh, the people who went on to make Titleist, like the company Titleist. So he, often, he was pretty much the, the granddaddy of golf, really. Often, often people who are renowned swingers, uh, they, they, <laughs> do, they, they do get... Oh, they don't but, yeah. mind a shaft. They don't mind a steel saying? shaft. Yeah, yeah, they get often called that. Um, They're the ones who normally start those kind of things. But I, I, I think it's... <laughs> fair to say that anyone that finishes their career in a sport now especially where so many people play it i think i think it's pretty incredible that he finished his career and remains still to be the only person to ever have done that very good so yeah four four majors in the one holds all four majors did his wife ever chase him with a golf club and put it through the windscreen of his car no no well he hasn't done everything hasn't done everything i mean yeah. He wasn't known as a hooker off the tee, but yeah. uh, he, that's a he different kind been... of going out on top. Yeah. James. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was more of a bottom guy. Um, yeah. It says here, bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Official. Yeah. Uh, strictly missionary. Yeah. Well, that's all they did back then, Tommy. It was only missionary. Strictly yeah. mission. Up until um, about 1962, everybody only did missionary. <laughs> So, yeah, that's Bobby Jones, Robert Ty Jones Jr. Very good. Go the tyre. All right, Nick. Here we go. Out on yeah, top. Bring okay. us home. Okay. So, I'm going to go for another cricketer. His name is uh, Bruce Alexander Greenfell Murray. Um, yes. Those mm. of you who might not know him, he's not that famous. Basically, he was my secondary school principal um, <laughs> and uh, he um, of Tower College. And uh, so his initials were B-A-G Murray. So we used to call him Bags, Bags Murray. Classic. And um, what happened that we used to, at assembly time, uh, there would be 800 to 1,000 students there and we'd have to do a litany. 
and he would read out, you know, may we go out into the world and, you know, do well and all that kind of stuff. And we had to say as a, in unison, as one, um, may we, O Lord, do justly. That was our listening that we had to do. But we changed it, me and a couple of mates of mine, we changed it to may bags Murray's balls go rusty. And um, Very good. that was classic. Uh, classic. Plus, very fun when there's only 12 or 13 of you doing it. But there was a, it was a turning point um, halfway through, uh, I think it was the third year that we were doing it, where there's a tipping point of 1,000 people of around about 589, uh, where more people were saying, May, May Bags Murray's balls go rusty more than the actual litany. Oh, no. <laughs> so, so there was this one magic moment where there was loads of people saying, May bags Murray's balls go rusty and him looking up going did I just hear <laughs> hear that and then everyone going yes you did and so yeah but anyway but he was basically he was a New Zealand test cricketer ladies and gentlemen for 13 tests um, he was a right-handed opening batsman the wisdom bible has said that he was an unflappable but dour um, as <laughs> God. That's what you want in uh, an opening batsman. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Unflappable but dour. He played between 1968 and 1971. He's obviously school principal at Tower College when I was there. But a lot of the people don't know he was the author of several geography textbooks. Um, for those of you who don't know um, what those textbooks, uh, those geography textbooks were, um, they are, I'm just going to bring them up now. Um, Shift Happens. You might have heard that one. Um, Shifts. Schist, Schist happens. What's, That's one of his books. What is uh, Schist? Schist is a rock. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's like a play on words of of the other mm. thing that happens. Schist. And uh, quartz, quartz life crisis. He That's he wrote. <laughs> um, That's very good. And uh, his famous, his most famous geography book though was it's pronounced Niger. <laughs> And um, that's <laughs> and which, that was quite a which, quite when a, written down, doesn't <laughs> helpful. That's quite a. Uh, <laughs> it was quite a um, you know a book of its time. Actually, it changed a lot of uh, you know way people's <laughs> thoughts about that country. Um, but the reason why I'm bringing him up, ladies and gentlemen, is because he went out on top. Because he is one of only three cricketers ever to have the bowling figures of one over, zero runs, one wicket. Oh, oh, that is very so he, good. He went out on top, ladies and gentlemen. He has a bowling average of zero point zero zero. Only you know in this in this in scenario, Nick, who's that. the lady? <laughs> what do you mean? You keep saying oh, ladies and <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Is it? Is Tom oh, the lady? I'm building it up. He's talking to the audience. I'm talking to the all the people that are listening. Oh, sorry, I was trying Sexist. to work it out. We're all just chatting to each other. <laughs> yeah. You think I just chat to you? <laughs> I wouldn't put, put this much research into my own history. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that, that, that makes sense. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he went out on top. Uh, Bags, Bulls, Murray's, they didn't go rusty. Um, they uh, they're, they're, listened. Uh, they went grey. They went grey, but uh, he's a legend. Um, he's, yeah, uh, respect to Mr. Murray. And uh, yeah, best bowling, best bowler ever to live. 
Very good. Top three. That You're is... obviously still scared of him because you call yeah. him Mr. Murray. Yeah. And you left school like a hundred years ago. No. <laughs> I think that um, was because I didn't deal with one of those detentions. And I think oh, oh, he's, and he's still coming after you. <laughs> hey, uh, let's move on to those who went one season too long. Mm. The, mm. the yang to the ying that we just did. Um, hopefully I, this isn't what uh, Tom Brady's going to do. But uh, well, there was plenty that did. I hope Tom Brady never throws another football. How about that? How about that? What did he do to what, you? Become Tom? a running quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just, he Does just... Tom Brady have a breakfast cereal? Oh, I don't know. It'd be probably called <laughs> Flakes. All right, mate. <laughs> Sorry. Got to bleep that out. <laughs> All right. Now, Barney, who have you got? Those who went one season too long. Let's hear it. Uh, okay. So he's a member of the Fox footy family. Uh, had a great career. 306 games. Uh, kicked 663 goals. I am, of course, talking about the great Alistair Lynch. Uh, played Lynch. 1988 right through until uh, 2004. So he started his career 88 to 93 at Fitzroy, playing for the Fitzroy Lions. 94 was a big signing for the Brisbane Bears. Uh, he was sort of a marquee signing. They were struggling at the time. And uh, he was the man who was going to help put them on the map. Um, and he went up there and between 94 and 96, he started to really do his thing uh, for the Brisbane Bears. And Fitzroy missed him so much that in 97, they moved their whole club to Brisbane and merged with the Brisbane Bears to become the Brisbane Lions. And uh, that's where he saw out his career. Finished uh, with a million, uh, a million stats, a million uh, records, but uh, most notably, three-time premiership winner. Not bad. So... Three-time premiership winner, three on the trot, part of that great Brisbane Lions team. Three flags, that'll do it. Yes, three flags. 2001, 2002, 2003. Um, he's got one year left on his contract. People are saying, is he going to retire? What's going on? Is he going out on top? He goes, nah, we got one more season in us, boys. Right, 2004. He's, uh, by the end of 2004, he is 36 years of age. Um, just take that in young. for a second. Still young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is... Sprightly. Uh, yeah. Especially for a game like uh, like Aussie Rules, which is so much cardio fitness. Um, so th- they said that season you started to notice a few, that age was sort of getting to him a little. Um, I mean, he's still a great player. He had... Um, he only kicked... What was it? Uh, you started to be requesting Werther's Originals at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get an all-day sucker just to uh, keep the sugar up, please? <laughs> In the the previous year, he was uh, he only kicked forty goals for the season in two thousand and four, which is still pretty good. But the previous year, he kicked seventy eight. So there's a yeah, bit of a drop right, off. Halved it. Yeah. yeah, but that Lions side still do well. They make the grand final. They're playing against Port Adelaide. This is going to be Lynchy's last game. His swan song, as it were. Um, fair to say, doesn't have a great game. He records one stat for the whole game, which was mm. he gave away a free kick that gave Port Adelaide their first goal. <laughs> I don't know how he's doing that because he was at uh, full forward. Um, but... <laughs> What I love about this story is that they lose by 40 points. Uh, he has a disappointing game. It's, it's not the end he wanted. But what I do love about this is I don't know how much uh, you know in New Zealand, Nick, about Australian rules football, but they do not have... We call that a... New Zealand rules. <laughs> oh, you do, do you? <laughs> yeah, well, they don't have a send-off rule. 
in uh, in Australian oh, really? rules football. Yeah, there, there's really? no send off rule. Alistair Lynch, uh, in his last game, decides he's going to go out brawling. Um, I've got some vision of it here. This go is on. absolutely oh, wow. amazing. The ball's at the ball. He's at full forward. Yeah, ball up in the middle. Uh, there's a bit going on in the middle. The player's going for the ball. A free kick's given away to a Port Adelaide player. And then yeah. all of a sudden, the camera cuts. These guys are probably 70 metres off the ball. They are swinging hard. Wow. Him and Daryl Wakeland, who's the guy who is uh, marking him. Here we go, the replay here. This is how it starts. A little bit of a, an elbow to the oh. chest. Oh, gets up around the oh. neck. Oh. Then, oh, oh. The haymakers absolutely start. This is one of, remembered as one of the great rules in Aussie rules football. If you're, uh, if you're wondering, if you're just listening to this, look it up on, uh, on YouTube. There's plenty of it there. Um, it is absolutely uh, exceptional. He would have got 10 weeks for that. Um, oh, yeah, except, but it was his last uh, game. Yeah. Last happens? game. Nothing you could do. So he, he did get a fine, I believe. He got like a $15,000 fine. Um, but uh, other than that, it's like, you know what? If you're going to go out, go out swinging. Uh, oh. and, uh, Alistair Lynch, I salute that attitude. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> All right. Uh, very good, Barney. Thank you very much. Um, for those that went one season too long, I've chosen... Um, I've chosen the great Nathan Hindmarsh, um, the, the barnstorming back rower for the great Parramatta Eels. Um, and you only think it was one season too long. Well, 15-year <laughs> career. Um, and maybe he should have gone 14. Let's actually... I've, I've got Nathan on the... I've, I've decided to ring him up because he oh. should be a part of this. <laughs> oh, no. Hello, Nathan. Hello, Andy. Hello, everyone. Hello, Nathan. Hey, how's it going? So, what's happening? How's isolation? You know what? I, it's not too bad. I can't complain. I'm very lucky. I've got a couple of acres for the kids to get around. Oh, on here we go. Yeah. I, <laughs> without, sounding like, without sounding like a wanker. You know, it's, um, and I've got a lawnmower too and quite a large lawn. So I spend a lot of time on that. Okay. The next thing you know, he's going to start singing Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> you and Tommy. You and Tommy, the men of the people. I don't even know what that means. What's that? What is, what's imagine? A whole bunch of celebrities who are out of touch with reality started singing Imagine. All the yeah. like John Lennon's Imagine. Online. Really? Yeah. I had no idea that was happening. Yeah, was and they all got they got panned for it. Yeah, the internet dry wrenched over it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, all right, I, just, so, I had to. Um, I just cleaned the tennis court yesterday, so I've had a. Good... <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, Tommy's so got to do his straight after this. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. King yeah. of the West, eh? Nathan Hindmarsh, eh? <laughs> salt of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, we're doing tonight, today on the podcast. We're doing um, players that went one season too long. Mm. Um, Guilty. Yeah. You. You obviously you did your fourteen years. You, um, you know, 17 origins you played in, um, represented Australia 23 times. Even 2011, you represented the Prime Minister's 13, so you were still in good nick. I think I might have captained them. You captained them, yeah, yeah. Then you, then you get... Oh, sorry, mate. Apologies. <laughs> then you get to 2012. Mm. Did you, before the season start, even for a moment, go, nah, better not? No. No, I didn't. No, no, it, was, um, it wasn't until... Um, I actually sat in the sheds and went, God, I'm over this. And then I did that the following week and I went, well, I've had enough. So, yeah. Can I take a guess when it happened? Because it was after round four and (laughs) 
You had round three, you lost to your mate JT and the Cowboys 42 to six. And then, <laughs> and then round four, you lost to the... Who was captaining that side, Hindy? 2012. Oh, look, that's such a long time ago, Barney. I don't really know. He <laughs> <laughs> remembers Heidi. the Prime Minister 13. But... <laughs> I was the captain. <laughs> um, and then you obviously captain Courageous. You then lead them out against Penrith round four and you lose mm. 39 to six. Yeah. Um, and then after that, two they days later... They went for a drop too. Yeah, they did. Um, <laughs> you announced your retirement. So was it after... Because you lost four on the trot by a long way. Mm-hmm. Is that when you went, oh my God, I'm done? I, yeah, I've done it and I've gone too long and I'm playing with a bunch of gumboots that can't win a game. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> like, I've gone, oh, this is going to be a long year, and which it was. It was a very long year, so long. Um, and I probably should have done it, as you guys alluded to previously, I should have done it many years earlier. But well, you you know, you you get, your numbers were pretty good in 2011. I think no, 2011. You lose your pace, you lose everything, and you just go, no. Nah. And then you look back at you, I've seen a couple of old games, and I've gone, "Holy hell, how am I still getting paid to play rugby league after seeing that?" <laughs> oh, there's been some fizzes, absolute fizzes. Yeah, well, you won six in that last season, so that was your last season. You got the, the wooden spoon for the first time since 1972 that Parrot got it. You were at the helm. Yep. Um, yeah. And then that last game, you come out, and they had to move it to ANZ Stadium instead of Parramatta Stadium because people wanted to see Luke Burt. They wanted Correct. to come and see Bertie. <laughs> <laughs> it's been farewell. So you, you and Bertie go out um, to ANZ and you then, right at the end, you put it this way, you lost 29 to 8, right? Yeah, got pumped. Yeah. You got flogged by yeah. the Dragons. And but then... Can I, can I say, Dean Young was also retiring and I think Benny Hornby too yes, from the were. Dragons. So it was a big... Oh, okay. was That's a big why the crowd occasion. was so big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Tommy. <laughs> so they all rocked up. And then right on full time, you're losing 29 to 6. There's a penalty. And of course, Luke Burt being the goal kicker for the forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he could have one last goal kick, but no. Captain yeah. Courageous says, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll take it. No, no, that's not how it went. It kind of it almost went like that. But, <laughs> but the penalty. And then Timmy Manor got all excited and just threw me the footy. And I went, what's this for? And he goes, I'll have a kick it going. I didn't even think, you know, I just went, put on the sand, took the piss out of Jamie Sow to kick and style, <laughs> went through the sticks. But I have since spoken to Luke Burt several, several times, especially after a few beverages and you get a bit emotional and you, you know, and I have apologised many times on about that occasion where, you know, you were a kicker for like 14, 15 years and you have your last chance and I took that from you. He goes, mate, don't worry about it. I would have missed it anyway. So I said, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> He's a lovely man, Bertie. Hey, in fairness to Hindy, though, he did shower Bertie with praise in his post-game uh, speech. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Shut I, up, no, or, or did you not mention you him not at s- all after he <laughs> <laughs> You literally gave the ball boys addresses out. Like, and, and, and you didn't mention him. It was the best. Look, I was emotional. It was the end of my long years of playing rugby league. And sometimes you, you forget things. You forget a lot of things. And I've just... Like I've your best off, mates. <laughs> but I've just come off an 80 minute performance. It's like when you interview a, a triathlete after a, you know, after a big run. And they're, they're kneeling over trying to get their breath back. And you just don't remember everything. So, 
Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Practice, oh, you, did, did, didn't he have you on his jersey as well? Yes. So it wasn't enough that <laughs> you were on his jersey. You had to take his kick and then not well, mention him. The other one was in a press conference during the week for their final game. Both of them wore hats and the hats only had Heine written on them, not Birdie. <laughs> You guys are bored, aren't you? you really? Yeah, we're going mad. We are going mad. Anyway, so that you were my choice for one season too long, but yeah. Um, and who else is who's 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 ever been on Scott? Barney did. Alistair uh, Lynch. Alistair did, Lynch. You, did you see his last game, Hindy? I would have liked to see this from you. No send off rule in the AFL, so he just went out punching, just fighting. It was the yeah. Best. I would like that. I would like that a lot. Well, you punch friend in the head, and he didn't even move. Yeah, we've seen that vision also. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, can you think of one off the top of your head, a person that went one season too long? Oh, Brian Fletcher. Yeah. Um, he went Gordon too, Tallis. didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> Johns. Yeah, Matty did. Um, Jonathan Thurston. Yes. <laughs> Just ask Brandy. I said that because Brandy Alexander said that. So, yeah. Looks like he's may have gone one season too long. <laughs> what? All right. Well, thank you, Heine. That'll do us. Well, no, no, no. Stay See safe, you, mate. What, what else is good. this podcast today? What, what are you talking about today? Well, we did, we did um, players that, that went out on top and players that went on one season too long. I and mean, all three of us chose Cooper Cronk. We didn't realize. So we, we all chose him. <laughs> yeah. We went out on top. Yeah, yeah, we won three in a row. I would have said, mm. would have said Shane Webke. Oh, what, did he win a premiership in his last game? He did, 2006. Yeah. Did, did, he, did he win his third in a row in his last game? Um, no, but... Did he, did he ever play a full grand final with a broken collarbone? He played it with a broken arm. <laughs> Oh, did he? Stuck in, Barney. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fact yep, check that. Broken arm. Broken arm. <laughs> Suck on that one, Barney. <laughs> All right, honey, you better go back right to on. educating so, your children. I'm going yeah, back Barney. to cinna- cinnamons and... Yes, cinnabons. Yeah, yeah. Pronouns and all that shit. Right Bye, Bye, Bye. Losers. <laughs> he was oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Still on. Hang up. <laughs> so yes, Nathan Highmarsh, one season too long. All right, Nick, you want to bring us home? Okay, so very quickly, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know who I'm talking to. Um, <laughs> I'm going for the great motor racing uh, legend that is Nigel Mansell. Um, now he retired at the age of 41. Um, in 1992, Nigel Mantle became the first British driver to win the Formula One championship in 16 years. Uh, when he triumphed in the 1992 um, season, and then the following year, he was crowned the IndyCar championship champion as well. Uh, so at the age of 39, he could have retired, went out on top, but instead he decided to make a return uh, to Formula One. One more year. Uh, one more year. He um, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the reason why um, it was an embarrassing end to his season, ladies and gentlemen, is because he uh, couldn't fit in his car. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. So yes. He could, he was literally too big to fit into the car. 
And I think I remember this. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's like, basically there's the, the footage with the BBC interview of him talking about the car itself. And he goes, Oh, it looks good. You know, from, you know, from the front, it looks good from the side. It looks good from behind, you know, this brand new car can't wait to get in it. But um, they forgot to bring out the tape measure <clears throat> and um, measure how big he'd gotten in, in the off season and the re- oh, as he retired. Wow. And I feel like we've all had that little, little thing where we're like, you know what, I'm going to play indoor, indoor um, touch rugby or indoor netball or something on a Tuesday night again. Then you go to put on, Put on the old shirt, the netball shorts. skirt, the old yeah. netball bib. <laughs> yeah, bib, and it's a little bit tighter than you uh, you originally went and thought. But the brain's still going. Hey, I can still do this. Yeah, but the feet uh, as well. The feet won't move. The feet won't move. But it's, I think that's the ultimate, and um, the mind is willing, but the body isn't. Yeah. <laughs> when it's you literally dang- can't fit into the thing that you're supposed to be doing. Formula One's a dangerous sport to go too long, too. I mean, Ayrton Senna famously one lap too long. And... Yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. Mate, you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> James, you laughed yesterday when I, I did told laugh, you. but now the other guys are here. Yeah. yeah. Mate, <laughs> all our Brazilian listeners now. <laughs> Apologies. Oh, but that and was, that was one... most of the ladies that were listening. <laughs> Who am I talking to now? Um, so one, yeah, one season too long. Um, if you're going to retire, don't um, don't say you're going to come back three or four months into your retirement because mm. you probably lost all your one sandwich too many too. That's right. Yeah, Nigel. I mean, I, I don't know about if you guys when you guys diet, but a lot of people have goal shorts. But Nigel Mansell had a goal car. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't quite get into. Did they end up widening the cockpit for him? I think I remember this the the vaguely yeah. story. Yeah. They had to widen the cockpit for him. Which, yeah. if you're a Formula One designer, like everything is so meticulously designed to cut yeah. down. Yeah. Um, like the, the wind resistance. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing more demoralising when you're, you know, you're the in the Williams team and everyone else is racing past you, and your driver has got his knees up around his ears. It's <laughs> 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 just going. Oh, they don't just they think we're going to get the fastest lap here, boys. <laughs> but like on, on the downhill, on the downhill, much quicker than any other car. Yeah, yeah there we go. Absolutely. So, All right, that was legend, very good, everybody. But... Nice work. Um, I'm going to thank you all. Thank you for coming on. Thank you to Nathan for answering the phone up there on the ranch. Um, Just a reminder, once again, if you are listening, please get on, leave a review. Um, Our socials, sorry, yeah, at the podcast, leave a review, five star, then say whatever you want. Um, Our socials also at Narrow World of Sports on Facebook and Instagram or on Twitter, Narrow World OS. Um, so get on, tell us what you think. Maybe you've got better examples of what we've come up with. Um, and yes, or if you've got a, a topic idea. Yes, topic idea. Um, and then um, finally, um, we're, but we are on KO and Facebook now. This is a podcast, so you can see our beautiful faces. Um, Tommy's very, very, it's moody, delighting. The, um, yes. Um, anyway. This is where I film porno. Is it? That's yeah. gross. Okay. On that very gross note, we will say to you, farewell, good night. We'll speak again next week. See ya. Ciao.